0: Hello and welcome to episode 54 of the Ohio Huntsman Podcast and on today's episode it's just Jacob, Jeff and I, no guest, but we talk about the the recent public lands cleanup event that we went to and uh, just sort of our experience, what you can expect if you decide to participate in one of these and I encourage you to if you have the chance. Um, September is public lands month so BHA Backcountry Hunters and Anglers is going to be doing more of these events throughout the month of September. So, if there's one in your area, I think their plan is to have one of these in all of the wildlife districts in Ohio. So, if you have the chance, if there's one near you, or, or you you know you you're not working or something, I encourage you to participate in one of these. It's a it was a really good experience. We enjoyed it, and so we basically talk about our experience, what happened, um, like I said, what you can expect, and sort of tell the story of that. So Jacob wasn't there, he, he was actually on, on vacation when this event happened, so he's kind of our, our sounding board, I guess, in this one, asking us questions about how things went. Jeff and I were there, and his wife Amber was there. And so that's what this episode's about, hopefully you guys enjoy it. Before we get into the episode, though, I want to stop and talk about our sponsor, Mastin's Deer Sense. So, at the time I'm recording this, we are 34 days away from opening day of bow season. So, we are getting close. Hopefully, you're doing, you know, final tuning on your system, your bow, your setup. You've, you know, you've got stands hung or, or you're getting that stuff finished up. And, figuring out your strategy for opening day and and you know into that first part of season which can be a good time for scents deer scents to work and and sort of use those to your advantage so Mastens has a lot of different scents um the prices are really good on these it's a high quality scent like they they collect their scents on all stainless steel a lot of other scent companies they they're just collecting that off of concrete and so you can get a lot of impurities and things in that so they collect um their samples from stainless steel so it's a high quality product it works well and i'm really excited to use that they've got a scent that called that they call smell like a deer which i think is going to be a good one for those early season hunts so i'm really interested in using that and they've got a lot of interesting um I guess what I would call, not just your standard liquid scents, they've got a double scent stack, so you can put, you can sort of layer scents, you can put a scented, a deer scented candle in this thing, and then you can put a liquid scent in the tray above it, so the candle heats that tray, makes that scent carry farther, because it's, it's heated now, It's it's more, you know, like a body temperature type scent, and so just a lot of, different things that I've not tried in the past. I've not seen in the past. And so I'm really looking forward to, to playing around with some of that stuff. So if any of that sounds interesting to you and you want to check that out, there'll be a link in the show notes for that, or you can go to Maston'sDeerSense.com. And now let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Ohio Huntsman Podcast, where three brothers, Jason, Jacob, and Jeff, discuss all things hunting in Ohio. Our goal is to be your source for accurate and reliable hunting news and conservation issues in the great state of Ohio, as well as some fun and interesting conversations along the way. This is the Ohio Huntsman Podcast. Are you listening? All right. On today's episode, we're going to talk about our, our recent um, public lands cleanup event that we went to. So we didn't host it. It was hosted by, by BHA. But if you guys followed our, our Instagram stories, you saw a lot of what happened and, and what we were getting into. If you're not following our Instagram stories, you should be. Post a lot of fun things like this on there. And, and it's a good way to keep up to date with, with what's going on. So Jacob is actually joining us from out of state. He's on uh, vacation. So he's committed to bringing you guys an episode and being on it. So he's actually um, trying not to suffocate in a hot car while, while recording this. <laughs> so uh, that's dedication. But so J- Jacob actually wasn't able to go to the event because he was on vacation. So he's going to kind of be our our question asker, if you will, if we if we glaze over anything that he thinks people might have questions on or or be interested in. And so I thought I just thought it would be a cool sort of um, we could do a summary or a recap on how the event went. um, If anybody's interested in in participating in something like this, what what you could expect when you show up to something like this. And uh, yeah, I guess that was kind of my my thoughts you guys have any other thoughts i guess before we get started
1: no i don't have any other thoughts i've never done one and i didn't get to do this one so i'll be a good source of questions and kind of how it all plays out and that kind of stuff so
0: okay so this event like i said we didn't host this event we just participated in the event it was actually hosted i think i think the main host was the Ohio chapter of Backcountry Hunters and Anglers or or BHA you guys have heard us talk about BHA they worked sort of in partnership with the division of wildlife and then there was also it was actually pretty cool there was also a local like raptor rehabilitation center that was was I guess let me back. I'm not doing a good job explaining this. So BHA, my understanding was BHA reached out to the Division of Wildlife and said, hey, we'd like to do a, a, a cleanup event in what, what, what was that? District three, Jeff, do you know?
1: Uh, I think it's this district three. I, okay. I'm not positive on that.
0: And, and they plan to do cleanup events in all of the wildlife districts in the state. So, anywho, they said, we'd like to do a, a cleanup event. Do you have something in mind? And right around that same time, I guess this this uh, raptor rehabilitation center had approached the Division of Wildlife and said, hey, you know, we got a lot of birds coming in that are getting tangled up in fishing line. Is there something we can do to help alleviate that? So, this cleanup event was at the Spencer Lake Wildlife Area. If you know if anybody is in, like I said, I think it's District Three. You know, you're probably familiar with Spencer Lake Wildlife Spencer Lake Wildlife Area. There's woods there that you can hunt in the fall. There's a lake, Spencer Lake, that you can fish and do some waterfowl hunting. And so it's a great public resource in the area. A lot of people use it, which with people comes evidence of people, aka trash and things like that. So the other cool thing they, they have there is they've got a public archery range, both a I guess what I call like a, a, a known distance, sort of standard archery range, targets at you know at different known distances, just in a in a mode field, if you will. And then they've got a, a, a walking archery course where you walk this path and, you know, you come up to a target or a set of targets that are at some unknown distance and, you know, they're a little bit of, you know, you're shooting across the ravine or, you know, some, some sort of obstacle. Maybe there's a, and I don't know that this one, I saw one where there was like a, a, a tree down across the shooting area. And I don't know that that was intentional. I think maybe a tree just fell and it got left there. You know, just to add another element of um challenge, I guess, to it. So anywho, Division of Wildlife said Funny, you should mention wanting to do a cleanup event. We were just approached by this um Raptor Center about trying to get rid of the fishing line out at Spencer Lake because they're they're having birds getting tangled up in it and so BHA put the word out. We also tried to help get the word out, and Basically, a bunch of people showed up there at uh, 9.30 or something to participate in this cleanup event. And it was not only BHA people, but there was also people from this Raptor. Um, I guess, uh, Jeff, correct me if I'm wrong. It was a, it's, a, it's a Raptor Rehabilitation Center. Is that correct?
1: I believe so, yeah. It was a local Raptor Rehabilitation Center.
0: Okay. So it was actually a, a really cool opportunity to interact with like the non hunting public, if you will, right? They are they're non consumptive users, I think is is the way uh, BHA described them. Meaning they're not you know, hunting is a is a consumptive use, right? You're you're going onto this public land, this public resource, and you're taking something off of it. You're taking a deer, you're taking squirrels, rabbits, pheasants, whatever, waterfowl into your own possession through the game check process. That that public resource has now become a your individual resource after you've put the appropriate tag or whatnot on it. The Raptor Center, they are rehabilitating birds that have been injured and watching birds right watching them use the landscape hunt for fish in the in Spencer Lake that sort of thing so it was kind of a cool melding if you will of those two different user groups which you don't see a ton of so that was that was cool to start i think the impression i got is they were surprised by the number of people that were there um this was sort of uh, one of the first times they had done something like this, and they were they were kind of shocked by the number of people that were there, and so everybody sort of.
1: And that was BHA. That was BHA that was surprised or this Raptor
0: rehab uh, center. BHA was a little surprised, but they had a they had an RSVP thing on their website where you know where they were asking people to RSVP, so they had some idea of how of how many were coming. And the one guy said that uh, typically they get like 50% of the people that RSVP actually come is is sort of their, that's typically what they see. And so they, I think they said they had 44 people RSVP for this. And I mean, we had every bit of 20 people standing there in the parking lot in the morning. So, and, and it was older folks all the way down to, I mean, there was a, a, a good handful of kids there. People brought their kids to participate in this. So it was all age ranges, and all different user demographics, if you will.
1: Yeah, and-, and it was really exciting to see the kids there because they were the ones that were the most jazzed up about this experience. I mean, yeah. they were they were super excited about being there, helping out, cleaning up. Um, there was a little girl there who her dad flat out said, like, she's the only reason we're here. You know, she wanted to come. I'm just tagging along with her.
0: Oh, I didn't hear that. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it was a a wide range of people. We're all sort of milling around in the parking lot. And then, you know, start time rolls around and the Division of Wildlife personnel that were there sort of gave us the rundown on, you know, here's what we're looking to do. We want to clean up the fishing line. There's not a ton of trash. People are are generally pretty good about, um, picking up after themselves here, but, but anything you see that, you know, you want to pick up, feel free. And so this was, this was a question I had going into it. You know, I was like, how much were volunteers for this, but how much are they expecting us to bring? Like, are they going to provide gloves and trash bags or should I have brought trash bags or, you know? I rushed out, right. I was planning to bring gloves that morning and I rushed out of the house and forgot gloves. And so thankfully they provided all of that stuff. So they had, you know, big construction trash bags. They had gloves, both, you know, the blue nitrile gloves and just, um, how do you call them? Like they're the cotton gloves that are, that have been dipped in like that grippy
1: plasticy. whatever. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. so they had those they had the um the little trash picker things you know where you squeeze the handle and the and the pinchers on the end right they had if you again if you were watching the stories you saw us fishing bottles and stuff out of the out of the lake with those um what else did they they had buckets which the buckets come into play later in the story but yeah so everybody they said you know grab your stuff there was um a waiver requirement which i didn't see the waiver apparently if you were there as a bha member they had an overarching waiver for bha people and then they had a waiver for the group of people that were there for the the raptor rehabilitation center but if you were there as an individual they they had a separate waiver that you needed to sign i never i didn't see what was on it but I'm assuming, you know, you're a volunteer. If you get hurt doing this, you know, it's not our fault, I guess. I you know, I don't know. But so there was so a. They,
1: so if you're not, in that case, if you were not a BHA member, you wouldn't be covered by the BHA waiver.
0: Right. They were asking if, if you weren't there with one of those two groups, they were asking that you signed, you know, put your hand up or whatever and, and we'll get you signed into a or give you a waiver to sign. That would cover you outside of the general BHA waiver. And basically, you know, they had maps of the of the wildlife area for people that hadn't been there before. You could kind of get a lay of the land. And they basically set everybody out to looking for trash. And like I said, they they were kind of the, the division of wildlife was kind of surprised by the number of people that were there. And so as, as we all sort of set out, I was like, well, you know, there's a lot of people here. They didn't expect that, you know, so it was just a sort of a, a trial. Let's see how many people come out. And if, you know, if we get people come out, we'll have them pick up trash. Well, a lot of people came out. And so it was kind of a A bummer, at least initially that they they didn't have like bigger projects like, Hey, we need some trails cleared, you know, can somebody run a chainsaw or that sort of thing? You know, it was just pick up trash. And so, you know, as everybody sort of set out in different directions, I, I kind of figured, well, you know, we'll, we'll pick up some trash. We'll, we'll get the place cleaned up a little bit and, you know, we'll head on our way, which is what it sort of started out as, um, you know, jeff jeff's wife amber and i you know we we sort of went out as a group and picked up cans bottles um you know the plastic lids for uh, worm containers you know you buy a, a styrofoam cup of worms has plastic lid you know um what other kind of Found stuff? sound
1: fair fair bit of fishing line yeah um Lots of cigarette butts, like lots and lots of cigarette butts.
0: Yeah. And?
1: Random oh. clothing items, you know, what socks. Clothing?
0: I didn't yeah. find any of that stuff.
1: <laughs> oh, I, we found, like, some socks and, you know, like, a shoe. Okay. You know, stuff like that. Yeah. Tore up t-shirt. Okay. Murder scene kind of stuff. <laughs>
0: So, yeah, we, you know, we we were by no means filling these trash bags. I mean, we had a, a a fair bit of trash, you know.
1: Yeah, and you could get as adventurous as you wanted. You know, they said, you know, you can stay on the trails or, you know, you can go trailblazing through the woods. And, you know, there's some areas where people have fished along the lake, you know, in the woods and left their trash. So, you yeah, know, you could get as adventurous as you wanted.
0: Right. This place has a the way it sort of lays out is it's got a causeway that sort of splits the lake that you can walk across. It's a there's a concrete path and then coming off the concrete path are mode paths that sort of follow the uh, follow the lake edge, if you will. And so we sort of fanned out into those paths, you know, and and it. it there's a whole other boundaries of the lake that we didn't get into because like Jeff said, you know, you you were kind of kind of be bushwhacking through the the woods and stuff and and I'm sure there were some people that set off that way and um we just didn't do that, you know. But so we got any questions so far? Have I skipped anything?
1: Um uh, I I guess not. So they didn't assign people areas. They kind of just said, this is the right, property. Yeah. let go find trash.
0: Yes. Okay. They, uh, <clears throat> cause again, they didn't, they didn't really know how many people were going to show up. Right. So right. they didn't want to, I, I got the, the feeling that like, they didn't want to spend a bunch of time figuring like, okay, we'll have a group here. We'll have a group here. We'll have, you know, and like have, 10 different zones picked out and then like three people show up and you know well that all was wasted time you know sort of thing they just really right. didn't know what to expect so they basically said they it, you also know,
1: they also asked us if you found anything you know an area that you cleaned up and you couldn't you know haul the trash back out of the woods to just drop a pin mark your location and they would you know then just let them know and they'll come back for it. Right. So that was helpful. Yeah. For the people that were bushwhacking at least.
0: Right. Yeah. And so everybody sort of fanned out and like Jeff said, you know, the, the, we sort of were leapfrogging the, the one group with, with quite a few kids and it it was really cool. They were, like Jeff said, they were super excited and, You know, like they'd find something and like, oh, my gosh, why would somebody leave a bottle out here? You know, like like kids that, you know, (laughs) they just flirt out whatever's in their head, you know, sort of thing. And so it it was kind of cool to hear them.
1: And uh, one of the kids, uh, you know, kind of like cut me off and uh, got trash in front of me. And, you know, his dad kind of yelled at him like, you know, oh, watch where you're going. You know, you just cut that guy off. And you know, it's kinda of funny. It's like, yeah, how dare your kid, you know, beat me to pick up trash, you know, right. like cut me off, you know, to to pick up trash. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was really funny.
0: Yeah. I mean it was a you know, they were there, they were kids find a way to have fun at anything, right? And so they were excited, like, Oh I found one you know, and it, it was just cool to see their excitement around all of it. And so like Jeff said, you know, finding random stuff, fishing line. We got down to the other end of the causeway there's a there's another parking area down there and as parking areas have a tendency to do there was a fair bit of trash scattered around there and you know in the water's edge there and i think that group of kids they got into a pretty big pile where either the wind must blow everything or i, I never went over there and looked but i kept hearing them say oh my god i found another you know and they were they were all excited and they they were hanging out just off the off the parking area kind of in the woods there for a while
1: yeah i think there's a pretty popular fishing spot over there just out you know just off the parking lot so you don't see the trash from the parking lot but it's pretty common for people to go over there and then leave their trash when they're done
0: okay so we the 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 road then or the The drive, I guess, continues on out back out to a different road where from the parking area that we were in. And so we were kind of walking down that that uh, road and kind of figuring, well, I don't know, should we, you know, should we start bushwhacking through the woods here, you know, because we're kind of running out of ground to cover and we and we got to the archery area. There was really nothing in the we found one fletching. And over in the the woods next to the parking area for the archery area, I found a, an old shopping bag, you know, that was had been blown up under there. But really nothing in the in the archery area. And I had never been to the, the walking course. I knew there was a walking course there, but I had never been to it. And I said, well, let's let's, you know, wander around, and see if we can find this walking course. And you know by
1: those, walking course it's like a walking archery course
0: yes yeah okay. it's that's what the, the the thing i was kind of describing in the beginning so you they've got a mode trail you walk this trail and you'll come up to an, a station where they it's got a number you know station station one two three four five you know all the way around this thing and it's at some the target is at some unknown distance these are just hanging bag targets they're not 3d targets and whereas whereas the like the what i what i'll call the main archery area you know there's poles there with this is these are 20 yard targets these are 30 yard targets these are 40 you know and you can kind of go down the line they're known distances that sort of thing so we fanned out jeff and amber went one way i went another way fanned out in this you know it's it's brushy area but like i said with paths mowed through it for this walking archery course and i don't jeff did you guys find anything well once we got back into the woods and stuff that the the targets that were in the woods right you were finding stuff
1: yeah once i got back into the woods um there was a lot of cans that were you know set up on top of like the archery target frames that it looked like people had shot with shotguns and um you know, a lot of beer bottles back there where it yeah. looked like people had went back there and, you know, it's a 12 pack and threw the bottles around, um, spent and then,
0: shotgun shells.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I found one tree that had, I don't know, probably 12 spent shotgun shells underneath of it. So I'm thinking it was someone's squirrel hunting tree, um, he kind of gave up his spot now yeah Yeah, i'm going back (laughs) yeah so had he picked up his shells i wouldn't have known that that was a good spot but now i do know yeah um so yeah we found some more trash back there yeah i
0: want to pause here for a quick second to talk about our sponsor monster whitetail grub so monster whitetail grub is a high quality deer feed company they're an Ohio company, so you're supporting an Ohio company by by buying from Monster Whitetail Grub. And they've got a handful of different products. They've got, all of it is sort of a long-range attractant. So they've got a pure mineral. It's a granulated mineral. They've got a like a high-protein feed is, is sort of how they call it. That's sort of their signature product. That's actually got mineral mixed in. And they've got their their flavored corn. So that flavoring that's also in the, the, um, their signature feed, their, their high protein feed that makes it sort of a long range attractant, attract deer from a long way away. And we're getting ready to start season. So hopefully you've got a strategy if that includes feed, or if you just want to use that for nutrition or whatever your, your, your situation is, I encourage you to check out Monster Whitetail Grub. There'll be a link in the show notes. And check them out and get yourself some feet. And with that, let's get back to the episode. The initial the initial area, when we first got in there, I was walking through and I was like, wow, there's really nothing back here. But yeah, I, I now that I was thinking about it, once we got into the more wooded targets, there was definitely some, like you said, trash back there. And there's there was, um, this sort of leads us to the big find there was one um, station that's a, it's a double station. So from one shooting location, you kind of off to your left, there's a target that, you know, it kind of is up on top of the ridge with you. And then off to your right, you're kind of shooting over a ravine at a target across the way, you know, on the opposite hillside. And there's a little um, wood plank bridge that goes across there and I thought well I'm, you know walk down here a little bit and I was standing on the bridge and I looked at and I saw some old clay pipe and I thought well I, you know I don't know is it worth me shucking this you know it's not natural right but it's clay pipe it's gonna you know I don't know I wasn't too concerned about clay pipe we were way far away from the a truck where we were supposed to bring all this stuff back to, you know, and but I did see a a, a small piece of broken glass down there and I thought, well I'll get down I'll hop off this bridge down there and get this piece of broken glass and I see another piece of broken glass and then a then a shotgun shell and and then I kinda looked up and it was like oh I was like it was weird, but I basically walked into the middle of this old dump site. So there's just tons and tons of glass in there, most of it broken. And there was some old barbed wire and some metal things. I found an old leaf spring from a, I'm assuming from a pickup or, or some old car or something. Um, I, I suspect there used to be other things there, but based on, you know, this glass wasn't all laying on top. You know, it was kind of, some of it was down in the dirt. You know, you were kind of, what looked like a small piece of glass when you picked it up was actually a big piece of glass that was buried or, you know, half a glass jar or that sort of thing. So this stuff had been there for a while. I suspect there was probably other trash there at some point, but the glass and, you know, the little bit of metal that we found in there was all that was really left. And so this was one of those, as Jeff mentioned, you know, there was no way that him and I with an Amber with, you know, plastic trash bags, were going to pick up all this glass. It was just way too much. And so I was, Figuring, well, I'm just going to drop a pin and let them know it's back here. But then I got to thinking, well, there's a ton of people here, right? And we, you know, we sort of, as I said, we sort of set out figuring, oh, well, we're going to find a little bit of trash and everybody's going to go on their way. And I was like, with all these people here, if we can get them all to this spot, we can get this cleaned up while we're here. All right. And, and so um, I actually had through, you know, scheduling people from the Division of Wildlife to be on the podcast i had the the one woman's phone number and so i gave her a call and said hey you know we found a bunch of glass over here it's way too much for us to get if you know if you run into anybody send them over here you know with all these people here i think we can get it cleaned up and so i don't know 10 minutes go by or whatever i had kind of caught back up with jeff and amber and we were you know, because like I said, at that point, I, you know, I don't know. I guess I'm going to go see if I can find something else because I just can't get all this glass. She called back and said, oh, yeah, I just I just ran into some guys. Um, and she said, oh, they that they were just down there at the archery range and they didn't see any of it. And I said, well, I'm in the walking archery range. She said, oh, oh, oh they were in the other part. So I'll send them down and, you know, hopefully you guys can get it cleaned up. So. I think it was three or four people showed up. Do you remember, Jeff?
1: Yeah, it was three or four people with... A
0: guy and his wife, another guy, and and there might have been one other guy. I don't remember exactly, but three or four people. Yeah. And And they had a couple of, of
1: buckets.
0: Yeah, I think they had one bucket, and then everybody else had trash bags. And when they came over the hillside, they were like, oh... This is not at all what we expected. I thought, you know, there's going to be a few broken bottles and this is like a major dump site. (laughs) And so we called them back and said, hey, you know, this is way more glass than I think you realize. Like, can you maybe bring that truck down here? And so they said, oh, okay, yeah, sure, sure. And before we knew it, they had brought the truck down and there was a bunch of people and we're all sort of hunkered down picking up all this glass. And we were there for a good while and there was, I don't know, at one point there was probably eight to 10 people there picking up glass. You figure Jeff?
1: Yeah, I would say, yeah, probably eight to 10 adults. Plus there was some kids. That's a good that point. Yeah.
0: The kids were there
1: helping out and keeping us entertained. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. Yeah because their excitement to just be outside was pretty entertaining
0: yeah and so that you know it was cool to get that cleaned up but the other sort of unexpected thing that was was kind of cool was especially in this instance where everybody sort of convened on this one spot and we're all sort of standing there sitting there working is just now we're all kind of shooting a bull, right? Like, and so it was just cool to hear other guys' stories that, oh, they've hunted this area or, oh, they hunt down in this part of the state. And it was just, you know, interesting, I guess, to to be able to listen to, the, to some of the stories. The one, and I'm not going to give the super secret tip away, but the, uh, another perk that came out of this is the, he wasn't a, he wasn't a, a game warden. I guess he's maybe the, the, the division of wildlife employee that's responsible for Spencer. Yeah. He
1: was the, the site manager, site okay. maintenance manager, whatever.
0: But yeah, he, he gave us some hot tips on, you know, if you want to come out here and shoot a deer, here's when you got to be here and here's where you got to set up. And so oh, that's, that's a
1: cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, was, that's hot information at Spencer because that place gets overrun pretty quick.
0: Yeah, well, and it was a, it was a hunch because I was talking to Jeff about it, right? And Jeff said, I, I had a hunch that that might work. And now, you know, now that that guy confirmed it, it's like, we need to try that. But uh, so that's another, like, if you're thinking about doing one of these things, right, you get to kind of rub elbows. Be- yeah, yeah. You get to kind of, one, with just the other people that are there, and two, there's going to be, at least in a, in a scenario like this, right, there was Division of Wildlife employees there. And the one guy, like I said, he, he's he got very intimate knowledge of the area, the, the wildlife area, where he sees deer, where he doesn't see deer, what, how the pressure is. You know, the, the, some of the other guys were asking him, because like I said, it's a it's a lake, right, Spencer Lake. They they allow waterfowl hunting and he's like yeah it gets it gets pretty hammered you know if it, it uh, you know I forget exactly what he said about times of the year and whatnot but but he, basically he
1: said that sometimes uh, of the year it sounds and looks like a bad civil war reenactment <laughs> is yeah. what he said yes yes
0: but so you can get that that sort of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not, not by behind the scenes knowledge, but like, um,
1: Insider information. Yes.
0: Yes. Like that insider info from a guy that has very intimate knowledge of the area and the hunting pressure and, you know, what kind of game he sees there and what kind of stuff you're not going to find there. And, and so it was, that was sort of an unexpected perk of doing this. Uh, Jeff, you got anything to add that I've missed?
1: Oh, let me think here. There was a lot of really useful information. You know, A lot of really unexpected benefits. Um, well, I know Amber, my wife, was uh, very happy to see that there was other outdoors women out there um and you know she got to share stories with them about basically what it's like to be a woman in the outdoors you know so she she really enjoyed that
0: i heard her saying the the one girl that was there told her um i think she told her this this young girl told amber just because i'm a girl doesn't mean i can't like boy stuff Mean, yeah. hunt, you know, hunting and fishing and that kind of stuff, and
1: yeah, one of the little girls, yeah,
0: yeah, which that was, you know, with having a daughter, that was special to me. You know, it's like I, I hope, I hope my little girl likes boy stuff, quote unquote, boy stuff, you know. So,
1: yeah, another good perk was, yeah, the fact that you can be kind of doing something good, community service, helping the outdoors. And scout, you know, I mean, I was kind of scouting to see, like, oh, there's deer track here, and there's, you know, an oak tree here, and a walnut tree here, and, you know, kind of seeing if uh, maybe places the squirrel hunt, or try to sneak in there and see if I can get a deer, or whatever.
0: Yeah, and then, so, you know, we got everything cleaned up basically as good as we could get it with all that glass and everything, got it loaded on the trailer and they were going to take it away and, and dispose of it all. And then the, and I don't know if they're going to do this all the time or, you know, I don't want to, I don't want everybody to expect this, but they, uh, then one of the local campgrounds sort of hosted a, a cookout for everybody that participated in the event. So everybody went over to this campground, they had the grill fired up, cooking hot dogs and burgers and you could go over there and they had drinks and like i said hot dogs burgers potato salad and that was all included i mean we didn't pay anything to do this right it was just included yeah sort of a good faith like hey thanks for cleaning up the local wildlife area come have a hot dog yeah and a burger
1: yeah and i'll i'll shout them out by name because they were very gracious hosts and you know they didn't have to do that it was uh the Homerville KOA. And yeah, they were very gracious hosts. They were very good people and it was a nice campground. I was surprised at, you know, how nice it was.
0: Yeah. And so they had, they had cornhole set up when we got there and the, the pavilion that we were in was, was real close to, I, I don't know if they have multiple fishing lakes, but, but one of their fishing lakes. And, uh, so the kids that were there, you know, headed down to the lake and were down there fishing They had a, I think if you were there with the, um, the cleanup event, because they they had a swimming pond, it's a separate swimming pond. I think you could have gone over and swam if you wanted to. So,
1: yeah, yeah. They told us that the whole, the whole campground was open to us. You know, we could do whatever we wanted, go hike, go swim, you know, the whole area was open.
0: Yeah. And so some of the, I didn't pay a ton of attention, but, but some of the people from the Medina Raptor Society did come and, um, hang out at that event along with everybody from BHA. So it was, you know, kind of sit down and have a meal with these people that you, that you might not normally interact or engage with. So all in all, yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was a good experience.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it was definitely a very good experience, you know, to kind of community outreach thing for the non-hunting public. Because the BHA, you know, the people that were there for BHA probably outnumbered the Raptor Center people, you know, three or four to one. Yeah. And it was kind of their mission, you know, something they wanted to accomplish, the Raptor Center. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we were kind of volunteering our time to help them and i think they were very grateful and you know it's just really good outreach to kind of bridge that that gap between you know hunters and other wildlife users
0: yeah i think so too because like you said they they reached out to the division of wildlife with this problem and a group of hunters and fishers showed up to quote-unquote fix it right and so it was it was cool like you said I think it was a a good opportunity to engage with those people and show them that we're you know we're not all a bunch of bloodthirsty savages and we're good people too so uh, I think that pretty much sums up the event like I said we went to the the cookout afterwards and had some burgers and dogs and yeah, and there was and, and shower.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and there was something for you know all skill and ability levels there. You know, if you if all you could do was walk around the parking lot lot and pick up trash, then that was fine and that was great. Um, for people that wanted to get more adventurous and go hike through the woods, they could do that as well. Right. You know, so there was something for everyone you know, from the most fit person to the least fit and the oldest to the youngest.
0: Yep. Yeah, so I guess, Jake, if you don't have any other questions, uh, I I guess I would just sort of conclude with if you've thought about participating in something like this or you see some of these, um, which we'll, we'll try to post about them when we see them come up, but if you see some of these BHA events, these cleanup events come up, and they're in your area or, you know, you feel like making a trip somewhere for the day. I would encourage you to participate if you're at all able They're, Like I said, they're a good opportunity for networking with other people. They're a good way to give back and support public lands. And especially in this instance, I'm, you know, I'm not going to say that they're all going to be this way. But in this instance, it was a good opportunity to show hunters in a positive light to a non-hunting group of people. And, uh, I don't know. I just had fun. I enjoyed it. And we'll definitely do another one if, if you know, schedules and the area permit. So anything else we should touch on before we shut it off?
1: Uh, just to, I guess labor the pointer or drive it home so you, you don't need to have any prior knowledge preparation everything is provided for you you just show up in clothes that are appropriate to walk through the woods and nice. everything else was provided you didn't have to do anything else it was all provided for you free of charge so there's no barriers there
0: right you didn't have to be a member of BHA. It was just BHA that sort of organized the thing. You, you know, you don't have to be a member. You didn't have to bring anything. They had, like I said, they had all the trash bags, all the little trash pickers, gloves, buckets. Because, like I said, well, I guess I never re- touched back on it, but we ended up basically needing all those buckets down there to pick up glass. And we, it was five gallon bucket after five gallon bucket. We were hauling back up the hill, up to the trailer, to get that glass out of there. And so they had all of that stuff. And then when we were done, you know, we put it on the trailer and the, the Spencer Lake employee hauled it off and disposed of it all.
1: Yeah. One other thing I just thought of that was very interesting was, uh, basically how minimal the staff was for, you know, these wildlife areas. I believe there was one full-time employee, like the the maintenance supervisor, and then he had just a couple other employees, maybe one other full-time and then some part-time, and yeah. that was it. To, and, you know, I used to work for a park district and just cleaning up the trash after you know a big weekend was you know a a task for quite a few people yeah. so uh it was it was amazing just kind of seeing how how much work you know they have to put in to keep those areas looking nice for us so
0: yeah the other you thing know, that it-
1: what yeah. i was going to say is you know if you're going out to one of these areas you know, maybe take a, a bag or a bucket with you and clean up a little extra trash. You know, it's, it's one thing to take your own trash, but you know, maybe take, maybe take someone else's too. Yeah.
0: Well, and the trash thing was, that was interesting because, you know, after we sort of got everything cleaned up and, and we're calling it quits, we were standing around sort of shooting the bull and, and, uh, that both of the division of wildlife employees that were there you know to us it seems simple like oh you don't want people to throw trash on the ground put more trash cans out but it, you know to to hear them talk sort of counterintuitively but a lot of times when they put more trash cans out they ended up with more trash because if the trash cans full then people just think, well, I'm just going to put it next to the trash can and then it blows all over the place. Or if there's a trash can there, people pull their truck up next to it and it's a great, you know, they just dump all their trash instead of the the little bit of trash they made there during the day. They sit there and clean their truck out or just things that I never would have thought of. You know, it seems simple, put more trash cans out, but apparently it's not that simple. Or like the, uh, the fishing line collectors those receptacles that you're you're only supposed to put fishing line in uh, you know apparently people stuff all kinds of other stuff in there and then the tubes full you can't get fishing line in there so there's fishing line laying all over the ground or it's just supposed to be for fishing line but people figure well oh, somebody's going to have to come by to collect the fishing line so I'm just going to pile my trash here And so it it almost invited more trash by having trash receptacles out versus less trash. And so it was just interesting, you know, to hear from somebody who deals with that stuff daily, you know, year after year. It's not as simple as you might think on the surface. So,
1: yeah, another uh, interesting thing that I just thought of. Was uh, this wildlife area had just had a, uh, a dumping issue, where uh, a company that was spraying weed killer along the railroad tracks, I believe, was coming in and illegally taking water from the lake, and was dumping uh, excess weed killer like into the parking lot and that that then was running into the lake and we got to kind of see the aftermath of that there was a huge area of dead grass and there was trees and shrubs you know a pretty large tree that was dead from this dumping of weed killer
0: yeah they're near the parking area where they because my understanding was they were Dumping residual chemical, like flushing the lines, flushing the tanks, that sort of thing, with the water out of the lake, and then, like you said, they were they were siphoning water out of the lake to fill their to mix the chemical before they went out to do their work for the day, sort of thing. And yeah, I it, I don't know. Would you Would you figure a softball size diameter trunk on that one tree that was dead?
1: Yeah, I would say softball size, maybe a little bit bigger.
0: Yeah, I was thinking maybe a little bigger than that even. Yeah, but yeah, just another interesting uh, tidbit, I guess, about that particular wildlife area. So, oh, and I the one the one guy from BHA said that it was a a fisherman that actually turned that guy in. So it was that was kind of a cool like uh, I don't know vindication or something, you know? Uh, yeah. And the guy and was like, I don't that doesn't seem right, you know. I don't think that guy should be dumping stuff in the lake, but
1: yeah. And what else was cool was that you can find the 911 call and the police body cam footage online. Oh, and from this, that 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 uh, instant, uh, incident. Okay. Yeah. And it didn't happen all that long ago. So and that was just kind of cool to to see. You know, you can hear the fisherman saying like i don't think this is right like there's a company that is <laughs> dumping chemicals and you know the dispatcher saying what what is going on
0: yeah so. so all right well i i think that's a good place to to wrap it up like i said you know if there's one of these in your area I, i'd encourage you to check it out it was a good experience on more than one level and And, uh, check out BHA because they, you know, they were, like I said, they were the ones that sort of organized this whole thing and, and put it all together. So become a member. And I, I guess with that, uh, Jake, we'll let you get back to your vacation and I'm going to go eat some dinner here.
1: All right. Sounds good to me.
0: All right. There you have it. Like I said, just sort of a summary of, of the event. Hopefully... It you guys, encourages you guys to uh, check something like that out and participate in something like that. Like I said, it was a good experience. We we all took something away from it as far as the experience and and just the camaraderie and and even just the networking of hanging out with other guys, uh, other hunters in the area that that you don't didn't know prior to that. So it was a really good experience. If you guys haven't seen check out our new website, www.ohiohuntsman.com. That's sort of the new hub of Ohio Huntsman. And that's where you'll find all the, the news and what's going on and, and different articles we're writing, letting you guys know about controlled hunts or, or free events that the ODNR is putting on, that sort of thing. We've got still got our shirts for sale. You can find that on the website, We've got our decals, our, our Ohio Huntsman decals, and our home. So it says home, but the O is replaced with our our logo, the, the buck with the, the outline of Ohio. So those are pretty cool. We've sold a handful of those. People are really liking them. And uh, yeah, lots of other things to check out there. So like I said, OhioHuntsman.com. Follow us on all the social. We're on Facebook. I guess not all the social. We're only on Facebook and Instagram. Ohio Huntsman on Facebook Ohio Huntsman underscore podcast on Instagram. follow us there. We're always posting interesting things, sharing stuff on Instagram stories, that sort of thing and most importantly, share the episodes with your friends. So if you share an episode make sure to tag us so that we know that you like the content and uh, we'd appreciate that. So with that I'll let you guys get back to your day and hopefully,
1: You're about ready for deer season to start.